Hello everyone and welcome to Daily Newspaper Analysis which is brought to you by Lossico. So today we will discuss three articles. The first one is from the Hindu newspaper which is titled as A Case to Decriminalize Suicide. So this is yet another very important discussion about decriminalizing suicide as we know that the attempt to commit suicide is punishable under the Indian Penal Code. So what are the other things we uh, we need to know about this shall be discussed in this article. The second one is from the Indian Express which is titled as what government proposes to change in film certification so here some changes have been brought in the certification and censorship of the film and the central government is being given more powers in this regard so what is this particular act and what uh, are the repercussions or the positive ends of this shall be discussed in this article and finally we have the post covid capitalism which is from the indian express so in this article we will understand as to once this covid is done and even during this time as well what impact does it have on the economic setup of the world at large and what could be the changes that it could bring in the coming times so this newspaper analysis is presented to you by me my name is shiva khan i am a law graduate and had completed my degree in the year 2019 with a gold medal in my batch I have been a national debater and a public speaker as well and here at Lawseco I'm working as the current affairs expert and manager for free content and outreach. If you wish to connect with me you can always find me on my Twitter as well as LinkedIn handles. The description of both has been the links to both have been given in the description box below. With this let's start a discussion on the first article of the day which talks about decriminalizing suicide. So as per the data of the NCRB which is the National Crime Record Bureau so the rate of suicide has increased to 10.2 in 2018 from 9.1 in 2017 and unfortunately but yet being the truth india has the highest suicide rate in the southeast asian region as per the world health organization so at one side when we talk about the growth and development of the country that how much the people the infrastructure and the entire economy is growing on the other side it becomes very unfortunate and it becomes something that we really need to think about that india has the highest rate of suicide in the southeast asian region as per the who and this is something that we really really need to focus upon because when we talk about the gdp system that is when we try to calculate the economic value of the country we do not take into account the happiness index unlike the other countries though we are we measure it but we do not take it as seriously as we take the gdp and definitely this happiness index or whatever we are scoring on the happiness index is something that is very important for us to know that how happy the citizens are For example a person may have crores and crores of rupees but still he might not be happy so definitely money and good uh, economy these definitely give better way of living or better standards of living but this cannot be the only parameter to ascertain the happiness of a person or just to ascertain that the person is not uh, feeling any kind of mental illness any kind of other trauma unhappiness or something like that and that is why new policies should come in this direction as well Now when we talk about the criminalization of suicide this is one topic and one segment of the Indian criminal system or the Indian justice system as such that in the Indian penal code section 309 criminalizes an attempt to suicide now here is a very interesting fact about it that when we talk about various offenses that are committed under the Indian penal code suicide is one offense whose commission as in whose completion and commission or successful commission is not punishable but only the attempt is punishable 
like for example we have murder under 302 and then we have attempt to murder that is under 307 so both the commission of murder as well as the attempt to commit the murder both are offenses under the indian penal code but when it comes to suicide then only the attempt to commit suicide is punishable but not the entire commission of suicide because obviously if a person let's say xyz has already committed suicide so he is no more and that is why we have nobody to punish to but that might not be the case when it comes to abetment to suicide when the other person you know he incites or abets this person to commit suicide so definitely abetment of suicide is punishable so here uh, the attempt to commit suicide is punishable like for example a person he attempted to commit suicide and he was saved so this has been made as a criminal act so this is very surprising because a person who comes at the verge of killing his own self definitely is not happy with his life he has some issues going on be it you know issues of um, monetary issues it could be any financial issues it could be issues of you know societal pressure or any family issues uh, he might be defamed because of something or there could be any issue so obviously that the life situation of this person who went on the verge of committing suicide they were already very bad and that is how we should have helped this person to come out of these situations but on the contrary what our legal system does is that instead of working on the mental health of this person or helping him out in this situation the law rather punishes him and puts him to the into the jail so do you think that in any way this this person can be benefited or are we doing something in advancement or betterment of this person absolutely no and that is why under section 309 here it criminalizes the attempt to suicide with simple imprisonment which which it with a term which may extend to 1 year or with a fine or with both now can you imagine that instead of working for the betterment we have in fact given him perhaps one more reason to end his life so that is why it has been said that at least in the cases of attempt to suicide we should make sure that we are helping these people who are on the verge of suicide and thus uh, these you know attempts have been made to repeal section 309 of the ipc back in 1961 and 72 as well but it has not really taken place so if at all we talk about the arguments that are in support of criminalization so please note here that the arguments have been also in the support to criminalize the attempt to suicide and also against this criminalization So if we see that what people say in support of criminalization, so in the case of Gyan Kaur versus State of Punjab uh, in the year 1996, the Supreme Court held that suicide is an unnatural termination of life and is incompatible and inconsistent with the concept of right to life. And this was again reiterated in the case of Arun Ramchandra versus Union of India in the year 2011. Now. definitely a good logic and reason seems to come out in this judgment but when we say you know basically the judgment says that when at one place a fundamental right which is right to life under article 21 has been given to the people so if at all we give the people uh, the liberty to take away their own lives this will be a clear abridgement or a clear violation of the right to life so legally it makes good logic but if we try to understand it otherwise so when we talk about right to life as well the people the citizens and all the people given by are given various amenities and various situations so that they can take care and they can move forward with their lives in a peaceful manner 
for example when we talk about article 21 it includes right to livelihood right to good and healthy environment right to dignity so there are other rights as well which make sure that people are able to avail their right to life but when we are talking about a person ending his own life here also definitely we should go with the same approach shouldn't we so we should if at all we see that a person is not you know coping uh, very well with life or he is facing any difficulty so instead of punishing that person what should we do we should help that person maybe using any kind of government benefit schemes through mental health care you know uh, and other uh, spheres of uh, helps as well so then definitely it would be a purpose when we can actually equate right to life and a person ending his own life but currently to be very honest this is not a very equalizable situation and where right to life has been given a lot of amenities attached to it a person ending to his own life what he ends up is he end up ends up getting into a jail and that is why this according to you know my analysis at least uh, or you know uh, the generalistic thing that i can understand from this particular uh, contention is that only then we can equate a person that has he been able to enjoy his right to life as equal as the other people or not and if not then definitely we should do something to help him uh, increase the standard of his life instead of directly putting him into the jail so here are the arguments against the criminalization wherein the bombay high court in the case of maruti shripati subal versus state of maharashtra in the year 1986 held that the freedom of speech includes freedom not to speak or to remain silent which logically means the right to live includes right not to live so this is a very very you know intricate analogy which has been brought that when when we talk about article 19 1a that freedom of life freedom of speech under article 19 when it includes the freedom to speak it also includes the freedom to not speak definitely you should know that this also is you know one of the directions and one of the scope of freedom of speech and expression that it also gives a person a, the right to remain silent and similarly it was said that logically speaking if we apply this on article 21 as well so freedom of or right to life also gives right to not live so that can be taken as one uh, you know argument as well and if we talk about more against the criminalization of uh, the section 309 so uh, maruti in the maruti shripati case it was also held that those who make the suicide attempt on account of the mental disorders require psychiatric psychiatric treatment and not confinement in the prison jails and of course we discussed that right and in the case of chena jagdishwar versus s versus the state of andhra pradesh and p rathinam versus union of india it was held that section 309 of the ipc is a violation of article 14 and article 21 as well so uh, if we talk about the particular solution so we should shift from penalizing attempts to suicide to making such cases medical legal ones and provide psychological and mental support as we have been discussing in this article throughout So let's talk about the second article of the day which talks about the proposal to change film certification. So recently the center has released draft cinematograph amendment bill 2021 to the general public for their own comments. So let's talk about that what actually is this uh, bill about and what amendment has been brought through it. So it actually proposes to amend the Cinematograph Act of 1952 to give the center revisionary powers and enable it to re-examine films already cleared by the central board of film certification so this actually means that if at all a film has already been passed and cleared by the central board for film certification then still the central government would have the powers that are revisionary in nature which means that they can still take some decisions regarding those films 
so here the center on the account of violation of section 5b clause 1 which is the principles for guidance in certifying films can use this power and it means that the central government if the situation so warranted has the powers to reverse the decision of the board now here uh, wherein it has been said that maybe the center needs to have more control on the kinds of films that have that are given the certification also so here also both negative and positive sides of this judgment uh, of this basically of this uh, you know proposal have come up so wherein keeping in mind that there has been a lot of uh, contention as to what kind of uh, audio visual uh, media and what kinds of films are being certified so definitely it might make some sense that the central government has some uh, say in that and could be given some revisionary powers but then again who gives the guarantee that these powers would not be misused by the center i will give you a very good example of this that recently the film like thakre uh, the film was released so maybe if at that particular time also the center had the power to revise the certification of this film so maybe that this film would never ever have been released because this was in praise of another political leader whose ideology whose political party whose region and everything was different from what the central government is so such in such situations there is a good chance that the uh, center might be able to come up with the ideas or come up with its own kind of ideology in the films as well and anything that tries to say against anything against the government especially the central government so those kinds of films might not be given permission and the center by means of its such revisionary powers given through this amendment it would not allow such films to come up another very good example is the very famous film nayak in which was uh, starring uh, anil kapoor so in that particular movie as well if you remember at the time of the release of that movie there were so many protests going on and it was said that the government did not want this this movie to get released but unless government at that point of time did not have such powers and it was well within the movie was well within the limits of freedom of speech and expression and the reasonable restrictions as well so still it made its way and got released in the mainstream cinema but on the contrary if we see the situation if at all it comes after this draft cinematographic bill uh, you know it becomes an act so in such situations definitely there is a good chance that the government can actually motivate or demotivate such kind of media so uh, there was a judgment in the karnataka high court which was upheld in november 2020 and the decision was that the center cannot use its revisionary powers on films that have already been granted a certificate by the cbfc now of course the another point you know that is very important over here is that the central board of film certification it already has a lot of experts sitting over there and they also keep um, you know they make sure uh, that the decency morality and other important aspects are uh, touched and uh, it is not violated by the kind of films that are being released now if you are giving overriding powers or revisionary powers to the government above the cbfc this actually undermines the potential and also the credibility of the film certification board and definitely this is not liked by the film industry at all so if we talk about the significance of this so it will actually you know abolition of film certificate appellate tribunal would be there age based certification might be done or you know it might depend as to what the government thinks forward in this direction the provision against piracy may be brought and eternal certificate could be brought so these are the things that come along with this bill and here the main contention is that the new draft makes space for the government's intervention but yet again this has to be seen that how much do we really need this intervention to take place and if we talk about the subsection 1 of section 6 a receipt of any references by the central government film certified for public exhibition and thus it is criticized by the filmmakers as well 
so here that this has to be seen in the coming future as to how this unfolds in the coming times so let's discuss the last article of the day which talks about change in capitalism in post covid time so this article actually talks about that will the aftermath or the coming forward of the covid 19 alter or change the global capitalism in a way that the global financial crisis of 2008 did not so as we know that uh, this world has gone through the uh, financial crisis in the times of 2008 wherein uh, you know just the fall of one bank one company in the us it resulted in the global fallout of the entire world so this article says that will uh, the covid 19 aftermath be somewhat similar to what actually happened in the global crisis of 2008 or not so before this we need to understand as to what do we mean by the capitalism so generally capitalism is a system of economy or basically it is called as an economic system in which the businesses or the private entities they are owned and run for profit by individuals and not by the state so in a way india is you know at many times it is said to be a mix of capitalism and socialism so what happens is that in capitalism the private people the private businessmen the private entities they are given very much right to hold and run their businesses and also to take the re- related decisions along with that and the state the government does not have very much intervening control on these businesses so that generally is the capitalism so here we have cheap liquidity preserves and we also have challenge for the society government and capitalists come from the new age tech capitalists now as we know that when we talk about the new kind of technologies that are brought up in the businesses for example artificial intelligence other technological advances etc etc so in this regard definitely the current capitalists the current businessmen of the peers of the economy they are definitely facing this problem to get this transaction done and to accommodate in the new ideas of the market also we have different playbook like never depended on profit but generating massive valuations even at huge losses so if we talk about this so we need to have currently a system that is very much immune and cushioned from the outside losses but this has to be seen that how much do we have a system like this in the economy of the world so as we know that recently the g7 had also talked about the minimum global cooperation corporation tax which calls for additional taxation if you remember we have discussed this in our previous articles if you have not followed that analysis then definitely you can go through and visit to it wherein in the huge detail we discussed about the system of minimum global corporate tax also the covid-19 has brought home the fragility of human life and the deeply interconnected fate of humanity and that is why as we know now the industrialization transportation schools education every thing healthcare and you know from a to z everything has been tangled because of the covid-19 and if at all we think that any of the sectors of the economy are completely immune from covid then that, that definitely cannot be the case though during the first wave of covid agriculture was one sector that was on a boom and it uh, you know surprisingly performed very well but that was due to the reason that in the first wave of covid-19 it had not been able to penetrate to the rural areas but now unfortunately after the second wave we have seen ever increasing cases of covid-19 in the rural areas as well and thus hampering the agriculture sector as, uh, as well so india implemented the corporate social responsibility as part of its legal framework a decade ago so almost like after the global financial crisis india also came up with the idea of the csr under which it was inserted in the companies act wherein the companies that had a turnover of you know some particular uh, limit uh, so or a profit of some particular limit so they were responsible to invest into some kind of social activity a part of their profit 
so here if we talk about the role of private sector so it definitely plays a very important role in making and stabilizing the economy the first one is the ability of the private sector to work so here as we know that uh, especially in the covid situation though definitely more security has been seen in the terms of government sector or the government workers but still the private sector has greater abilities to work now there are definitely various reasons attached to it maybe because they have better infrastructure maybe because they can pay well so people can work well and also there is one big reason is because of the investor pressure for example there is a company in which i as a person or i as an investor have invested a lot of money now set aside what situation is going on but still i would require that company to perform on some limited standards at least right i cannot you know completely as an investor i cannot completely let go of that company and just you know forget about how much money i have invested into it and if we see this from the outlook of the company so definitely they also look forward to such investors and they do not want to lose out on this future money that i would be investing into their company and that is why due to this pressure many a times it is considered to be as a very healthy and positive pressure so due to this investor pressure they tend to perform more even during the times of crisis and the progressive actions towards the environment and society rewarded by the investors so if at all they take some actions which are more sustainable in nature they do, do something that you know uh, is good for the society for the environment maybe they come out with such schemes such policies you know uh, so that is also rewarded by the investors because it adds to their value as well and also the absence of progressive actions is also penalized so if at all you know they are harming the environment or they are not doing anything for the society or such they are not really liked by the investors and the other market forces they are embedded in this society now for example there is a startup and you have already invested a lot of money in the startup so if you do not work hard in it there is a very good chance that it will fail on the market standards or it will not be able to stand during the future coming time and that is why other market forces the competition in the market the similar you know uh, kind of goods that they are they might be giving or the competition in the, their consumers so all of these market forces they also push these private sectors to move or perform better in the Times of crisis as well. So this 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 is an imperfect world is passing through a perfect storm, and thus it says that the capitalism would survive. So ultimately, this article says that the capitalism, that is the lead or the role of the private sector, will still remain and it will still be able to survive even after this pandemic. And uh, this is how uh, important role that they play in the economy of the world. So with this we are done for the day we hope it was a good session for you thank you so much for staying tuned with lossico and please subscribe to our channels if you like this discussion thank you